You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, please go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet for adorable memes, adorable selfies, um, lots of just fun content that I'm putting out here. I'm doing some fun Instagram stories for my kitchen. I haven't done any TikToks lately, but maybe I'll do some soon. Um, But yeah, it's a good time over on social media. So go and give me a follow because I love that validation. Oh, so today I have a bit of a headache. So today's the day after Cinco de Mayo. um, And I had some tequila. So and I went to bed a little late. And for some reason, I don't know why my body just likes to wake up early lately. And I'm like, not not loving. I mean, I love to wake up early, but it's normally I'm up between like seven, seven thirty. If I'm sleeping in, I'll sleep into around like eight ish. Um, but lately, it's been like up at six thirty or six, and I'm just like, oh, why do we keep getting up so early? But um, so today's another pop culture breakdown. It's a solo episode. It's just me. I don't have a guest on today. And before we dive into all of the news and tea of the week, because there is a lot, we're going to be talking about the Vanderpump Rules reunion, which is taped. We've got a little bit of Beverly Hills news, um, some New Jersey news, some Kardashians news with Scott Disick, lots of good stuff. And also a situation that I want to address and clear up because it's it's definitely been a wild game. uh, what's today? Wednesday? So a wild 48 hours, let's say that. Or, well, a wild couple of weeks, that, but the past 48 hours more so um, with a situation that I want to address. But before we dive into it, I want to give out a shout. I want to give a shout out to a brand that you know, a brand that I love and have been talking about on the show for years, and that's Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is my favorite hangover-free wine. It's delivered straight to your door. No additives, no junk, just good, clean wine. Give Dry Farm Wines, my favorite hangover-free wine. You're going to get to drink without getting that terrible headache the next day. Dry Farm Wines, give it a try. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach. <sighs> okay, so we should probably just dive right into it head first. Um, because there have been some accusations made against myself and this show that I want to clarify and a situation that I want to address because I want to make it clear that I um, will not tolerate bullying and I will not be bullied into making a decision about my show that um, I don't feel like aligns with us as a show. Um, So as you know, I did a few weeks ago a reality TV throwback week and we had a couple of the VH1 reality stars from the Of Love franchise. We had on Safari, we had on Dave aka 12 Pack. Um, We replayed some interviews we did with Nicole Alexander aka Hoops, Jason Rizal aka Heat, and Tiffany Pollard aka New York. All great interviews, um, which we released, I want to say it was two weeks ago. It wasn't last week, but the week prior. And then we released an interview with Lacey Skulls earlier this week. So since Monday's interview has aired, there's been a lot of drama behind the scenes and some comments have been made on our Instagram account and on YouTube along with some legal threats. And so I thought I would just clear it all up starting from the beginning until what has happened since last night. This is in relation to Heather Chadwell. And I want to make it clear that this is the last time I ever want to address this. Like, I don't care to use this platform to like 
talk about somebody. Like to me, this is so silly and ridiculous, but I'm going to give my side of it. And I don't really want to address it moving forward. Because again, this to me has been so drawn out, so blown out of proportion and is just really ridiculous at this point. If you don't care about the drama with Heather or any, or if you weren't, you know, a big fan of our reality TV throwback week a couple of weeks ago, I get it. Fast forward to all of the, you know, housewives and Vanderpump rules and Kardashians news that'll be later in this show. But I want to clear this up at the top of this show. So that way we can just get it out there, get it over with. And hopefully I never have to address this again. So starting at the beginning, Many of the of love, the VH1 of love cast members, the Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, Daisy of Love, I Love Money, all of those cast members were invited on this show weeks ago. And it was for our throwback reality TV week, which I've been wanting to do for a really long time. We had New York, aka, or Tiffany Pollard, aka New York, who was the villain of I Lo- of Flavor of Love 1 and 2. She then had uh, I Love New York. Um, she had New York goes to work, New York goes to Hollywood. She had, a, she's been on a number of television shows since then. Um, so she came on my show back in the summer of 2018 and it did really well. And so I loved interviewing New York. I loved watching her back in the day. Um, I love watching her even currently. And I decided like I loved that era of pop culture. And while we were all stuck in quarantine, this is something I've really wanted to do for a long time. But I just wasn't sure if people were even going to be interested in it on this show because we talk about like current reality shows, Housewives, Kardashians, um, very Cavalier, like all of that stuff, which is current. So I wasn't sure if people were even interested. But then I decided, you know what, we're doing three episodes a week now. Like, let's dedicate a couple of them to this. And hopefully, you know, the people that love it will love it. And the people that don't care about it will, you know, get through it and then we'll get back to all of our regularly scheduled programming. So Lacey Skulls from Rock of Love, 12 Pack from I Love New York, Heather Chadwell from Rock of Love, Megan and Brandy C from Rocket Rock of Love, Safari from Flavor of Love, Becky Buck Wild from Flavor of Love, Taylor Made from I Love New York. All of these people were invited to participate in that week's content. They were invited to do interviews. Um, I reached out to a number of the Of Love cast members um, because I wanted to reach out to as much of the cast members. I wanted to reach out to like the ones that were the biggest breakout stars from each of the different shows. Um, so Safari confirmed, 12 Pack confirmed, Megan Hauserman agreed to do the show, but we had to rework scheduling because she was sick. Um, the rest of the people that I invited at the time, including Lacey and Heather um, and Brandy C and Becky and Taylor Maid, all of those people did not respond. They didn't... Um, they just they either weren't interested or maybe the invite got lost. Either way, all I needed was three guests. I got two of them, which is why we ended up doing the best of episode with New York Hoops and Heat. So going into each interview, I like to do a little bit of research as the professional podcaster that I am. And so I looked into what Safari had been up to lately. I looked into what Dave 12 Pack had been up to lately. And I knew that Dave and Heather dated on I Love Money. And watching back the reunion, I saw that they clearly had some sort of falling out because she like really went at him in the reunion. She, you know, said that he never made her come. And there was clearly like a big um, issue that she had with him during that reunion when I watched it back. So uh, as I continued to look into both Dave and Safari, I came across the Talk of Love podcast, which is now hosted by Lacey Scholes and was formerly co-hosted by Heather. I listened to a couple of their episodes, which Heather made in, in, I want to say it was like the earlier episodes, definitely episode two, and I can't remember what other episodes, um, but I remember specifically in episode two, she made some comments about uh, about 12-pack. 
And she said that he cheated on her with Daisy, that he was at the center of her fight with Daisy on the Rock of Love 2 reunion. She accused him of sleeping with Megan. She claimed Megan had been sleeping around, and that's how she got her own show, was by sleeping with the producer. All accusations Heather made, these aren't things that I made up. These are things that I got from what she said on Talk of Love. So in my interview with Dave or 12 pack, I asked him to define what their relationship was on I Love Money. I didn't know if it was like set up just for the cameras, if they really were dating. And then, you know, obviously what happened because we didn't get to see the fallout after the show had aired or at least from when they were eliminated to the reunion. So that's when he opened up. So I asked to define the relationship with Heather at that time. And that's when he opened up about other accusations Heather had made, including him having an eating disorder and him throwing up his food, which he says was never true. But again, these were accusations that Heather made about Dave and things that she outed him about on Talk of Love publicly. Okay, publicly, these are comments that she made and allegations that she made against him publicly, which is how they became information that I had. So the interview that I had with Dave was not about Heather. It was a 35 minute interview, but Obviously, people wanted to know about that. I wanted to know about the relationship, but I also asked about Daisy. I also asked about Megan. You know, I also asked about other people. It wasn't an interview about Heather. We even talked about uh, Dave's wife and the, you know, how he met her right after uh, doing Daisy of Love and how he was still supposed to do his own of love dating show and all of that stuff. So when the interview with Dave was released, Heather reached out because she was upset by what he said on the show. She said that, um, or she, yeah, she tried to post like a really long comment on our Instagram page, which was too long to post because there are, there's a certain number of, I think it's either characters or words that you're allowed to post on Instagram comments. So Instagram wouldn't allow her to post that. So she then screenshotted the comment that she was trying to make and she DM'd the screenshots of the comments she was trying to make to me. Um, and she said, you know, that this was her side of the story and blah, blah, blah. And if I wanted to share it with the listeners, here it is. Here's what she has to say. Um, and then she ended up later saying that she didn't want me to read the message. So I won't even read the message. But the gist of it basically said that she's made up with 12 packs since um, the, his interview came out. She doesn't know why he would be speaking ill of her. She has nothing bad to say about him. And that she was, you know, hurt by the comments that he made in his interview. So I understandably, when somebody says that they're hurt by something that was said on my show, I was very kind in responding to her and how I responded to her. I told her I understood where she was coming from. Um, and that even though we'd already finished our reality TV throwback week, I still extended the invite, even though she had already been invited prior and didn't respond. I extended the invite again to still have her come on the show, not to necessarily defend herself, but to clarify the comments that she made on Talk of Love and to give her side of the story. Because I believe in every story, there are three sides. There's the truth, and then there's his side and her side. So I was like, if you want to come on the show and clarify your side and give people an update on what you've been up to since all of these reality shows, I'm happy to, you know, have you on the show and allow you to, you know, share your piece. She agreed. She said to follow up with her next week because this was a busy week. So I did. I followed up with her the next week. Now, around the same time that Dave's interview aired, I also heard from Lacey um, because a lot of people heard my interview with Dave. And um, I guess because there was drama brought up about Dave on Talk of Love from Heather, people wanted to see if I could arrange for Dave and Lacey to do something together and to have Dave go on Talk of Love. Again, I said it on my Instagram stories, as much as I love that everybody thinks that I have the power to do that, um, I have no control over Talk of Love. I have no control over who they book on the show. I would love to see Dave on the show as well. Um, 
but I, I just said that, like, I, I have no connection to Lacey or Talk of Love, but I would love to see Dave go on their show. And I would even still love to have Lacey on my show. I loved watching Lacey. And, you know, it would be great to have her on the show. Um, and now to clarify, I've been doing this for a very, very long time. So I know that when guests say that they want to do my show, there's a good chance that they still probably won't do the show. So when Lacey and I did connect after Dave's interview, um, again, I invited her prior, but we ended up connecting after Dave uh, came on my show. And so that's where she said that, yes, she would love to still do my show. And so I was like, okay. So at the same time, I had Lacey that was saying she was interested in doing the show. And I had Heather who said she was interested. And like I said, I've been doing this show for a very long time. So usually when you have two people, when you have any person really that's like, yeah, I'll do your show. Or you have a publicist that's like, yeah, we'll book them on your show. There's a really good chance. And I know because I've had to book guests and backup guests and even do solo episodes or like call my friends to come and do the show. People cancel all the time or scheduling comes up that doesn't work out. Like issues happen and there's a good chance that like they these interviews don't end up coming to fruition for whatever the reason may be. Usually it's scheduling, which is always a challenge, even in quarantine. So Lacey said she was interested in doing the show. Heather said she was interested in doing the show. I was kind of talking to them separately. Again, I didn't really want to pit them against each other. So I wasn't necessarily willing to tell them that either one was still in talks with us because I figured one of them would end up dropping off. And if it would get to the point where they were both going to do the show, then I would, you know, obviously give them each a heads up before interviewing them or even make a decision on which one I would rather have on the show because we've run into that issue before as well, where I've had to turn people down. Um, so a week goes by, I follow up with Heather. Heather tells me that she's doing a project right now and can't commit to doing an interview, which I mean, I thought was kind of weird because like we're in quarantine and like who can't spare 20, 30 minutes to do a, a Zoom call. But anyway, I wasn't surprised for all the reasons I mentioned prior. Like I said, this happens all the time with different guests. Sometimes they just don't come to fruition. So Heather then reaches back out again, saying that she's upset that I didn't take down Dave's interview. And I was like, what? I didn't know. I was... First of all, we don't take down interviews, and I didn't know he wanted me to take down the interview. And then she insisted that I have him back on my show to say that he had mended things with her and that things were fine between them. And for me, it's like it's it's unusual to have a guest on back to back, especially if they're just coming back to retract a statement that they had made in an earlier interview that had aired less than two weeks ago. It just wouldn't make sense to like take down an entire interview that I did with somebody only to give them five minutes to say, hey, I'm actually on good terms with this person now. So I told her I actually heard, hadn't heard from Dave at all since the or I heard from him, but it had been like, you know, cordials. Thank you for doing the show, blah, blah, blah. But I hadn't heard from him saying that he wanted to come back on the show to update me on Heather. But I told her like, hey, if he is interested in doing that, like, fine, I'll give him a five minute call in where he can just say, hey, me and Heather are good, like, whatever, like, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like get him to do that. Like, if he wants to clear, clear it up, that's his responsibility to reach out and be like, hey, I want to clear this up. So then she goes on to say that she doesn't want to do my show anymore because now she feels like it would be a setup and that I'm just setting her up to, you know, look bad or to, I don't know what she thought I was setting her up for. So I was like, fine, whatever. I moved on. I didn't even try to defend it because I was very kind to her with my invitation. I told her that I believed that it was fair to give all parties a chance to share their side of the story. You know, I, I wasn't, I didn't give her any indication that I would try to set her up in any way. That was her own projection. Then I heard from Dave, and apparently Heather was also blowing up his phone as well, um, claiming that uh, our show had blocked her for some reason, which is 100% false. She was never blocked from us, at least not at that time. Um, and we didn't at any point, like, 
during that time block her. So I assumed what she was referring to was when Instagram wouldn't allow her to make the comment that she was trying to make on our video, which then led to her screenshotting and sending me all the DMs. But that wasn't because anybody blocked her. It was because her message was too long to post. So I then decided to let it let Heather do Heather's thing. And so I followed up with Lacey because she and I had been messaging about having her on the show. And I will say that Lacey was the kindest and easiest person to work with. I've worked with a lot of different people. A lot, some of them have been really easy to work with. Some of them have been really difficult to work with. Lacey was by far one of the kindest and easiest that I've ever had to work with. And I'm not just saying that. That's how great of an experience, easy of an, of an experience I had working with her. So initially, she had reservations about discussing Heather, which I completely understood. But like I told her, like, look, if she wasn't comfortable, I get it. But I think that if we don't address it at all, it would kind of be like the big giant pink elephant in the room that most people want to know about, but that, you know, we're obviously not talking about. So I was like, look, given Dave's interview and what he said and being that they were connected to your podcast, I think it would be. And also because she was coming on to promote her podcast and Heather was a part of it. Like there was just, to me, it didn't make sense for us to completely ignore Heather from the entire interview. Cause I was like, but like, we can't not discuss it because like, it's kind of, again, the big elephant in the room. I was like, but let's, I, if you are uncomfortable, then we'll make sure we do it in a very, you know, tactful way in a way that, you know, doesn't make it look like we're trying to attack Heather or, you know, make her like, I didn't want Heather to feel badly about this. My show isn't designed to like destroy anybody's lives or livelihoods or anything like, but it was again, one of those things that it's like, you can't address it without, it's like if somebody had just gotten engaged or it's like here, perfect example. It's like if, um, I had Kristen and Stassi on my show and, or sorry, I had Katie and Stassi on my show from Vanderpump Rules, and then I had Kristen coming on the show, and I didn't address anything that Stassi or Kristen had to say about her. It would be weird, because they are all on a show together, there's beef to, between them currently, they're public figures, like, it would just be weird to not address it. So Lacey was like, you know what, fine, we'll address it very lightly. She was, you know, she felt a little more comfortable knowing that, you know, we would do it and not make the interview about that, because I didn't want to make the interview about that. There were lots of other things I would rather catch up with catch up with Lacey about. So we did Lacey's interview. It was great. We released it. And of all of our interviews, so with all of our interviews, there are promo clips that we cut out of the interviews and publish them on YouTube and Instagram. So these are teasers from the interview, which are usually a few minutes that are clips of the actual full interview that give people a taste of what we cover. And they're ultimately designed to encourage people to tune into the entire episode, which is on iTunes and Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So I debated over which parts of Lacey's one hour interview that we wanted to use to promote the interview. And so I was like, do we want to talk about the Heather stuff? There was Dallas stuff. There was I Love Money 3 stuff. We normally release at least two clips. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to release the Heather stuff because I didn't want to stir up the drama. But at the same time, I'm like, look, this is what people are interested in right now. And with all of the recent Heather drama, I figured it would draw the most interest. And at the end of the day, it's marketing. It's what we do in every single business. If I want my show to survive, if I want my show to continue to grow, I have to gauge people's interest and, you know, I have to reach more people, which is exactly what I did and which is exactly what this clip from the interview would do. Um, and I'm grateful to Lacey and Talk of Love for coming on the show and for supporting my show. So I released a, a clip of what Lacey said about Heather on Instagram and on YouTube. 
And since Lacey's interview has aired, Heather has reached out again on Instagram and on YouTube, and she's been flooding my DMs, accusing me of slander, saying that I am creating a platform for other people to slander and harass her. She said that these interviews are considered harassment against her, um, and she's demanded that I remove both Lacey and Dave's interviews and give her my lawyer's contact information. Now, As a podcaster, which is considered a media outlet, it's very challenging for a public figure such as Heather, who has appeared on multiple reality shows, recently hosted a public podcast, and has a very large social media following. So she is definitely considered a public figure. And when you have a large social media following, have done multiple TV shows, and have recently hosted a public podcast, you can't really sue a media outlet for slander, let alone a podcaster. Like, what are you going to sue me for? Like, what... What, what do I have that you want? Like, what are you going to gain from any of this is my question. And so, and again, any of the questions that I asked Lacey or Dave in relation to Heather were based off of public information. These are comments that are available online. Granted, she has removed her Instagram comments, but like these were comments she made publicly on YouTube and Instagram. These interviews were not about Heather. They were not designed to be about Heather, though she did come up in them. But again, Dave had a 35-minute interview. Lacey had a one-hour interview. And so... It's not like it was a full interview bashing Heather. There was no intention on hurting Heather. I actually think that my comments, Lacey's comments, and even Dave's comments were actually complimentary of her many times throughout the interview. So nobody wants to see her hurt. Nobody like I genuinely enjoyed watching these shows on VH1 and loved getting to go back to that like era of reality TV that like I just wanted to catch up with these people. I didn't care to be in any beef with Heather Chadwell. So I politely responded to Heather apologized if any of the line of questioning hurt her feelings. I also reminded her about the conversation that she and I had where I did invite her on the show to clarify her own comments, to respond to anything that Dave said. Like she was invited. I was very, very nice to her. I only tried to be cordial with her and understand and understand that she was hurt and like and like let her know that like I don't want this to feel like we are attacking you. I tried to make that point very clear. And again, I like to accuse me of harassment or slander and to demand that I take down my interviews. Like that's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And so she went on with a list of accusations about myself, about my show. And that's the point where I decided, okay, like this is time to block you because like I was nice. She kept going. I tried to ignore her. She kept going. So when she continues to keep going after I haven't responded to her messages and like stopped even engaging and she continues to keep going, then that's what I'm like, no, you know, at this point, I'm blocking you. I have nothing, like, I have zero interest in keeping up with any of this with you. And again, this is the only time I ever really want to address this because I don't care to keep this going. Like, to me, this is is petty. I have other shit that I could be worried about than to be upset that somebody, you know, is ranting and going off about me and my show and guests that I've had on. And like, look, I have never taken down an interview. Ever. I never will take down an interview, nor will I be bullied into doing so. So I'll just say that. Like, you're not going to come over here and try to bully me with lawyers or bully me with throwing tantrums on social media. Like, I was nice to you. I tried to be nice to you. I invited you on the show originally. I invited you on the show again when you said that you were hurt. I told you that I wanted to make sure you're, you felt heard, that you felt seen, that you got an opportunity to give an interview. She said that it... Like she accused me of trying to set her up and she accused me of, you know, trying to 
bully her into doing an interview or she said something about like she didn't want to be published uh, punished for not doing an interview and she thought that's why I brought Lacey on the show like again all of these people were invited on the show prior to me ever knowing that she was wrapped up in any sort of drama recently like that was not my intention for going into this throwback reality tv week like at all and the fact that it's blown out this far like the only reason it's even blown out this far is because she continues to make it a thing and so if you're going to continue to make it a thing then I'm going to end it on my end and I'm going to address it I'm going to say that like I'm not going to engage in this any further and again you are not going to bully me into taking down any interviews and you're not going to bully me into you know feeling badly about doing my job I'm sorry like you made this public you are a public figure I feel like at this point she says she's grown so much that like Look, I don't even want to go there and like make any nasty comments about her because at the end of the day, I wish her well. I hope, you know, whatever peace. And I said this in my interview with Lacey and I even said this in my interview with Dave. I hope that she finds whatever peace that she's looking for. I hope that she is doing lots of meditation right now in quarantine. And like at the end of the day, I don't want to see anybody hurting. I don't want to see anybody in agony. Again, that's why I don't want to drag this out anymore. But yeah, that's my piece with the whole Heather Chadwell drama and beef and hopefully I never have to talk about this again, but we shall see. Okay, before we dive into this week's pop culture dish, I want to shout out Hum Nutrition for keeping my immune system strong. Their gut instinct probiotics and their Here Comes the Sun vitamin D supplements have been a lifesaver. Plus, they look cute on my vitamin cabinet. So they're great supplements, great marketing, great brand. I love Hum Nutrition. They've been one of my partners for... I want to say going on two years now. So go to humnutrition.com, use code adulting for 20% off. They have lots of great beauty supplements. They really help you glow from within. I love Hum Nutrition and I'm very grateful for their support. So please go to humnutrition.com, use code adulting for 20% off. That's code adulting at humnutrition.com. Okay, let's talk about the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Dun, 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 dun. So Andy Cohen has announced that the reunion is virtual. Um, and the cast members have released photos from their interviews. It's actually funny. I had a dream last night where I um, dre- I dreamt that I was on the set of, Van- of the Vanderpump Rules reunion and that we were still in quarantine. And I was like, ooh, are we breaking the rules because they're like on set and filming this? And But no. And then I woke up and realized, oh, nope, the virtual reunion was real. And blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm actually curious to see how the reunion goes. We saw the Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer for the reunion, and it actually looks like it did. Like it doesn't look bad. Like I thought, oh, a Zoom interview—that's going to be bad. It's going to look tacky, blah blah blah. But they really spent a lot of time, money, and energy into making this thing look good, and so I think that's going to be great. I'm also hoping that they come out of all of this quarantine stuff. Bravo. Listen, please take notes that you come out of this with like some real banger content for us because you've saved so much money on reunions like that whole production budget gone. They don't have to rent the venues. They don't have to pay for hair and makeup, like all of these costs that they would have normally had to run a reunion. They now don't have those costs. So I'm expecting that budget to be repurposed in a very good way. Bravo. Please don't disappoint us because we miss our good reunions. Um, But I'm curious to see how these reunions are going to play out, especially because like they don't have all the glam. They don't have all the fancy lighting. Like the, the environment is, I don't know if I would say it's maybe, I guess it's a little more intimate or it's a little, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to determine whether or not it'll be more authentic. Cause like, think about it for any of you, any of you that have done like zoom meetings lately, your personality is very different when you're on like a zoom call versus when you're in like a meeting in person. So I'm curious to see how it all kind of comes together. 
We haven't seen any of the Zoom reunions yet. Atlanta, I believe, is going to be first and then Vanderpump Rules. And then I'm assuming there's going to be a virtual Shaws of Sunset reunion because they said that there will be a reunion um, and Shaws of Sunset is already ending before Vanderpump. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the reunion looks, though. So I thought Schwartz cleaned up very nice. I think he's my favorite of all of the guys. He looked very dapper. He looked very put together. He was even wearing shoes, which I was surprised about. I was like, what? Schwartz is wearing shoes. He's not in his flip-flops. Um, so I think I'm excited for the reunion. I, I still have a soft spot in my heart for Vanderpump. Um, so maybe we'll even do like a somebody reached out in my DMs. Um, sorry, I f forgive me for not remembering your name off the top of my head. I still have tequila on the brain from last night from Cinco de Mayo. Um, but I'm thinking maybe we'll do like a, a Vanderpump Rules season recap. And maybe I'll invite some of my old Vanderpump peeps like Teague and Sarah and Katie um, to come and do the show and help me break it down. Because I think that would be fun. Maybe I'll reach out to like Teague and Sarah and do the OG peeps um, from the old Vander from the old after show. But, um, yeah, I would say Schwartz is my favorite. Sandoval looked nice. I'm not loving the facial hair. Like, part of me is like, ooh, my daddy issues are working out with Sandoval's facial hair. But I'm also like, mm, I don't really love his facial hair at all. It looks a little spotty and patchy. And it's just, it doesn't work for him, in my opinion. IMO. Um, I thought Max looked like he needed a shower. But at the end of the day, I'd probably still hit it. I don't know what it is about Max. I think Max on the show, Max of all of the cast members is the only one that I think I'm definitely like first in line to like, I would sign up for that. I think he's cute. I'm into it. I know he doesn't work well on the show, but I think he's a cutie patootie and I'm very into it. Um, Brittany looks like she's going to brunch. She has a cute little modest dress on, but again, it's like, it's what she wears on every other brunch scene of Vanderpump Rules. It didn't feel any special. But again, I know like we can't really be ordering extra dresses right now. We don't have, you know, nobody's doing glam right now. Even though I saw some of the Atlanta housewives did bring in some glam peeps. But I thought, I don't know, I didn't love Britney's outfit. It just look, looked a little modest for me. Stassi looks cute, but again, it also felt a little brunchy. I think Dana's look was my favorite look. I thought it was very reunion DIY glam from home. It was very Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. I thought she looked great. Um, I don't know if she had that dress in her closet or she borrowed it from somebody or where she got it on such short notice. But Or if they even had their... I th she, they may have even had their reunion looks ready and set knowing that they were going to film it. But I feel like we've been in quarantine for two weeks. Like I feel like you would use the last four weeks ahead of the reunion to invest in getting an outfit. So I feel like that may be why some of them are using some of these dresses that, again, just don't feel as glam as I've seen them go in the past. I thought Kristen's outfit was nice. I thought it was a little ill-fitting, but I thought I liked it overall. Um, but yeah, I think Dana won. So Schwartz won best look for the guys for me, and Dana won best look for the girls for me. I did not love Katie's outfit. I didn't like Lala's outfit either. I thought Lala's was a little strange with the, it was like a bra with like a wrap underneath and it just it wasn't to me it was not a cute look I thought her hair looked great I thought her makeup looked great I know she's complaining about not having like her Botox or anything but I thought she looked great um aside from the outfit Katie's outfit was not my favorite it was like too busy and the pattern was a little too wild and then all of the little you know fluff at the bottom it, it wasn't a cute vibe I didn't I didn't like it but I know uh, Katie has been in the press a lot because people have been I guess they're talking about the fact that she's lost 20 pounds and people are like "Ooh, that's great you do you girl and I know this also sparked a big debate with De uh, Adele over the weekend or over the past 
day, I want to say, I think this was yesterday, um, She Adele posted a photo on her social media where she, she has visibly lost a lot of weight. And so both Katie and Adele, the reaction to Katie and Adele have sparked like a big debate over whether or not we should be complimenting women on losing weight. And so I think that it's, I get it that we're in this, you know, body positivity realm. We actually did an episode last week with Mix Zone or Mix Zone, sorry, on the Adulting podcast where she, you know, she's a big body confidence advocate, um, influencer on Instagram, you know, very much about like loving your body. And in that interview, we talk about how loving your body means loving your body across the board, whether you are, you know, larger, smaller, you know, wherever on the spectrum you fall, loving your body is loving your body. And I even talked about like my own personal journey with learning how to love my body um, and how that was challenging. And I've battled, you know, multiple eating disorders and it was just, I've had a very volatile relationship with my body. So I definitely support that um, POV point of view. But at the same time, I also feel like like, why can't we compliment Katie? Why can't we compliment Adele? I get it. You shouldn't compliment them on losing weight, but I just, I think compliment them on being beautiful women. You know, I, I understand the double standard with like loving Katie for, you know, being a thicker woman and how on Vanderpump, when James made comments about her body and quote unquote body shamed her or fat shamed her, you know, we spoke out against that and how, you know, that wasn't right of James to do that and how we should not judge Katie based off her body. I get it. I agree with it. I agree. Even now we shouldn't judge Katie based off of her body and based on the fact that she's lost 20 pounds. Like if you're not going to judge somebody in a positive way for gaining 20 pounds, you shouldn't judge somebody in a way for losing 20 pounds. I think there's a bigger debate. And we even talked about this a little bit with Jillian Michaels and with JJ Virgin on adulting where, um, only cause that's the, like the wellness lifestyle show. So that's where we tackle those issues. They don't make much sense unless there's, you know, celebs tied into it for this show. But, um, I think it comes down to like a bigger message of like health and like as long as these people are healthy and as long as they, you know, their life isn't in any way negatively impacted by the size of their body and that's both ends of the spectrum that's being too skinny that's being like if you can be too skinny then I believe that there is an there is a place where you can be an unhealthy overweight and so I think it's more about health you need to be healthy and health isn't just your body and I say that on adulting last week health is not just about your body health is about your your mental health it's about your emotional health, and it's about your physical health. And so all three of those components really go into, any, and I think spirituality is also a big one as well. And spirituality, spirituality is very different to each person. It's not just religion. Um, but I think those are all pillars of what health is. And it's not just about being skinny or being full or being plus size or whatever term you want to use. I don't know what the PC terms are and I'm not going to try to use the, you know, PC terms. I will try to be as respectful as I can. And if I say anything that is offensive, please let me know so I can be better in the future. But what I will say is like this conversation, this debate shouldn't be about like, I get it. Don't glorify them for losing weight, glorify them for being healthier. And we don't know if they're any healthier. They could have lost this weight the same way I was losing weight for many years. And that was throwing up my food. That was not healthy. I should not have been glorified for losing weight by, you know, due to having bulimia. That wasn't, that's not anything that should be praised by any means. I don't think we should praise them for, you know, net just losing weight, but I think we should praise them for being beautiful women. And if they posted a photo where they looked very beautiful, regardless of the size of their body, then they should absolutely be praised and told that they are beautiful women. And regardless of their size, they are very beautiful, attractive women. And I'm very happy that they are happy in themselves and confident in their bodies and more love and body confidence to them in the future. And that's that's what I have to say about that. 
Let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Living in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. So Dorit did an interview with Heather McDonald on her Juicy Scoop podcast where she opened up about um, a couple of things with Bravo. She said that she um, was very unhappy with the way Bravo portrayed her as like an absentee mom and showed that she had a lot of nannies or that she relies on her nannies. Um, And she said that there was plenty of footage that Bravo did not air with her and her children. And she was upset because she is a stay at home mother for the most part and doesn't want to be portrayed as an absentee mother and very much loves her children. And I agree like, look, Bravo films, a lot of stuff. They can't show everything, but she also said that this season Bravo really pressured her to talk about her legal issues, her financial or her lawsuits, which I, I get, I think that that was a big accusation. Lisa Vanderpump and Ked Todd made about her last, last year. That was something Camille Grammer brought up about her last year is that there were all these headlines about her legal issues and her financial issues. And yet none of it was addressed on the show. And they felt that that's why they were attacking Lisa was to take the attention off of them. And so now we see that Bravo is really pressuring these women to talk about these issues. And I think that that's good. I think the only one that's done a really good job of it is obviously Teresa because her issue, her legal issues have really been put on display. And also Margaret Josephs on on New Jersey as well. I think she's really handled her legal issues in a tactful way. She's opened up about it. She's been honest about it, but she hasn't, you know, but she's been respectful about which boundaries she has legally about talking about it. And what her legal team has advised her on. Um, now, I think it's interesting. I, I'm i trying to piece together which part of... And I love Dorit. I really do. She's one of my favorite housewives. I don't know why, but I just have a spot, soft spot for Dorit. But it's interesting watching their interviews and watching what they're saying, her and PK are saying about the legal drama that they do have and, like which, and deciphering which parts are true. There was the whole interview where... They were talking about it and then they were eating mints. I did see that and I thought that was a little strange, which I ended up, um, somebody ended up telling me that that was believed to be a tactic to make the footage unusable. But now we see that Bravo is breaking down the fourth wall, that they're not being as um, edited in or as refined in their editing. And so obviously, if you're going to try to make something unusable, if Bravo wants to use it, they've gotten to the point where they're going to use it regardless. Um, but this also kind of goes into the whole comments or headlines that we read last summer about the season being boring, that they taped it and all the women were getting along and there wasn't enough drama or whatever, that there were little tiffs here and there, but there wasn't enough to make it a thing or to make it a a heavy hitter season. Um, and I think the rumors were now seen are true since we saw at the top of the season, I even saw somebody make a comment about how this current season felt like it, it didn't even start off properly. Like it felt like we jumped into it halfway which again, I agree with. And it's because they are doing a lot of like flashbacks and we're showing that there was that they were filming for four weeks before any of the footage that we're seeing in the first or that we saw in the first episode. So there was clearly four weeks of footage and they film a lot. So there was four weeks of footage that was scrapped before they decided to use footage from New York for the opening premiere episode of the new season. So I think those rumors were definitely true. The season was born. We do see a lot of flashbacks. We didn't even see Teddy revealing her pregnancy. We didn't see Kyle working on her fashion line. Like it was more of like Teddy's pregnant and Kyle has a fashion line and we're debuting it now in New York Fashion Week. So I think that there's a lot of unseen footage that um, that we God, I lost my train of thought. The tequila is getting to my brain. But anyway, I feel like hopefully they this means that they're going to edit the show 
that there's going to be a lot more tea. I'm hoping they don't drag out any of the drama with Denise at the end that was taped towards the end of the season. But I'm hoping they cut the season a little shorter like they do with New Jersey, where it's not as long anymore, but they condense it and really put all of the beef into the good, into, you know, some good episodes. On the topic of Jersey, let's divvy over to actually not Jersey, but Italy, Joe Judice. So as we know, a few days ago, it was announced that Joe's appeal was officially denied and he will not be returning to the States. He will be staying in Italy. Um, I mean, there's still the option for him to move to Canada to be closer to his girls, but we know that like he ain't coming back to the U.S. anytime soon. But what's interesting is he's been doing, we see that he's become the, the Instagram influencer lately. And so he's apparently been doing some, or he did an ad, a Mother's Day ad, where he was promoting some sort of vibrator, um, which I feel like is an interesting choice. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I get it. You got bills to pay. And I will be honest, I have gotten some requests to endorse certain products um, and they're willing to pay. So I haven't done it. Um, that's not to say, I mean, after quarantine and, you know, losing some paychecks, I might be reconsidering, but I understand where he's coming from with all of this. Like, you know what, make your money. But apparently, so he's now a partner and a European distributor for Zalo or Zalo. I think it's Zalo. And it's apparently like a sex toy brand. So, you know what, Jojo Dice, you do you, you get your, you live your best Instagram life. Um, like, yeah, I have no shade to throw at him if he's gonna, I mean, maybe he'll even send Teresa one for Mother's Day. Okay, let's talk about Kardashians real quickly before we close out the show. Scott Disick is or was in rehab. And while he was in rehab, there was a photo of him that was leaked to the press along with um, some allegations that he was in rehab for cocaine and alcohol addiction um, and that he was having a really hard time right now. So since that photo leaked, and it was a photo, like an in-house photo, like because when you do intake at these different, you know, rehab centers, I know I kind of went to an eating disorder rehab and I was there for four weeks. Um they take a photo of you at the initial taken to put into your file. So that photo, a photo of that photo of his intake with his name on it, which is confidential information. Like I think there are certain HIPAA standards. I don't know if the HIPAA regulations are as strict when it comes to rehab because I don't know if they're technically considered like a medical facility. They might be, but I don't quote me on that. But so, I mean, so there are definitely grounds to sue. So once that photo leaked and there were accusations of him going into rehab for cocaine and alcohol, he then checked himself out of rehab and is now going to sue the rehab center. And I completely agree with him. Like that is a complete violation. And I totally understand, especially if you, somebody that's checking themselves into rehab, especially under quarantine, like when, you know, we, there isn't a lot of our paparazzi out there. Um, I feel like you go into it, assuming that there is going to be some discretion. And so I understand where he's coming from. Not that, um, so he's now saying that it was due to it wasn't due to any alcohol or drugs, but he, that he checked himself in because of his grieving over the loss of his parents. And so I don't want to say that this was like a planted fake storyline for keeping up with the Kardashians, not the rehab thing, but the checking himself into rehab. Um but at the same time, it does kind of feel like it makes sense. So there are two sides of it. So you look at how they teased him and his parents. They show that he's obviously going to be a lot more on keeping up with the Kardashians. They show that he's done um, some self-footage from home while in quarantine in the teaser for the, the remainder of the season that will be returning in September. And so they've teased him having issues with his parents, which I think would tie into a long-term storyline. Um, but at the same time, I feel like 
we're all at home right now. We're all in quarantine and we've all had those emotions where we've struggled, where we've been depressed, where we've been anxious. And I feel like the fact that it aired on the show recently, the fact that the press is now talking about the death of his parents again, the fact that it's all been resurfaced and it's been resurfaced publicly and people are talking about it again. And now he's in quarantine and he is probably, you know, feeling very lonely. We know that he's battled, you know, mental health issues in the past and addiction in the past. I wouldn't be surprised if like he really did need rehab. I think a lot of us probably need rehab right now with the overconsumption of alcohol. Some of us probably drugs. I'm talking about like weed. I think a lot of people are self-medicating with a lot of weed. Um, and I think we are coping in unhealthy ways. But like, look, at the end of the day, we're all trying to cope and do the best that we can. But I wouldn't be surprised if this like he's clearly battled his own demons. And I look, I get what everybody's saying about how, oh, I don't want to hear about celebrities struggling in quarantine because they have these big, beautiful homes. I think you're right. There's a lot to be said about that. But there's also a lot to be said that like we're all humans struggling with this lockdown, with this restriction. It's like you're a teenager and you've been grounded and that feeling of like, I want to go out, but I can't go out. Like that, that uneasy feeling in us is definitely in all of us. And so I would understand why he'd be struggling. And again, with it airing on the show and with people talking about it publicly again, I'm sure he probably hasn't dealt with it and it stirred up a lot of old emotions. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I definitely think this rehab facility deserves to be sued for whatever slip up that they did have, whether it was their staff or a member that was in rehab, like whatever it was, like you never want to go into somewhere when you're really struggling and you expect there to be some sort of confidentiality and then it's, it gets leaked. And it's not just like, oh, so-and-so is at, is in rehab. It's like, oh, there's a photo of your file that has been leaked to the press. Like that is a complete violation and I get that. But I'm curious to see what Keeping Up is going to do in September or later than September, but what they're going to do when they release all of the, or how they're going to approach releasing all of the footage from quarantine. But it looks like it's going to be a good season. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for staying by my side, knowing that I will not be bullied into deleting any interviews or any ridiculous threats, because that's not me. But yeah, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. Um, thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Please give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the places. We're everywhere. We're also at JustPlainZach.com. Please leave us a review. I could really use those reviews. As you know, I've talked about it on the show. We've gone through a major transition with this show over the past five years where we've lost all our reviews and we've switched distributors and lost all of our subscribers and it's been a wild journey, but I'm very grateful to be where we're at and to be doing this show for five years that's fucking crazy that's crazy five years i cannot believe it it doesn't feel real it's just sinking in right now but thank you guys i really appreciate you i love you i will be back this friday with a a recap of new jersey or sorry of new york and uh beverly hills housewives and let me know what other topics you want me to talk about what other guests you want me to have on love you love you long time i will talk to you guys later okay bye